0: Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth.
1: everyone. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we're still talking about 2021 and goal setting and how do you accomplish and achieve those goals. Our special guest today is Shay Banks, and she's a digital marketer who is helping clients see results in their social media and web footprint. So welcome, Shay.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you? I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher for about seven years. And when I left my teaching job, I had started an online business. And like many entrepreneurs, I struggled with getting consistent cash flow, getting consistent clients. And one of the ways that I was able to get more consistent cash flow was to enter the world of digital marketing. Now, I just help solopreneurs like myself get consistent cash flow using online marketing strategies. So that's me in a nutshell.
1: Nice. That sounds exciting. So that sounds like a very drastic change to go from teaching into marketing. Let's go back to when you were a teacher, because of course, Those are positions that many people don't necessarily seek out anymore. Everyone's wanting to get into the roles that are actually paying tech. And and I want to say probably when you were a teacher, there weren't this many opportunities for digital transformation or technology. So what geared you just to move into that particular role?
0: I went to college for mass communications. And one of the things that we did do were a lot of not online marketing, but we did a lot of web development. We did a lot of PR and journalism. All of that are in my wheelhouse, um, if you will, desktop publishing, things like that. So when I launched my first business in 2008, I didn't know where to go. I was like, okay, I have a website, but what do I do to get the people to me? I wasn't a well-known speaker. I didn't have any connections. When I did a Google search, the Google search showed all these different tactics on how to get people to your site. That was in the form of SEO. So blog writing that was in the form of Facebook. So Basically, I read the articles, followed the instructions, and then through time and through trial and error and experience, I just up-leveled my game in the digital marketing space. Would you say that your background
1: as being a teacher has definitely helped you in your career as a marketing strategist as far as teaching processes and working with your clients?
0: Absolutely. So I taught sixth grade language arts which is the most hated subject amongst most students because why, you gotta read. And I taught second language learners who were already struggling readers. So they in the end, they weren't proficient in either language. So they weren't proficient in Spanish or in English. My job was to number one, make sure that they could comprehend what was going on in class. And number two, get them prepared to pass the test unfortunately that's where we were the kids got to pass the test if the kids don't pass the test then you as a teacher fail to do your job I I was at a disadvantage just walking into the classroom so I had to find fun ways to get my students engaged in learning and actually learn so that was my challenge and by doing that of course every year my students did very well on the test. In fact, it, it actually made me a leader in my grade level because my kids did so well, but we did games. We did all kinds of different things to help them learn. So transferring that over to me being a digital marketing strategist, absolutely, I do the same thing. Just because we're adults doesn't mean that we don't need a little bit of fun when it comes to things that we don't like to do. What I find is that most solopreneurs, they are struggling to find clients and they are also, how do I say this nicely? They just want to sell. They approach their business like the stereotypical used car salesman, and they don't understand why people don't buy. And marketing tends to be the biggest hangup. It's the biggest struggle that a lot of solopreneurs have. And yes, the skills I learned as a teacher definitely transfer over into what I do now, whether it be teaching courses like my Gutsy Entrepreneur course that's coming up in January, as well as just showing people how to set up their Facebook business page. So yes, the nuances of teaching are still the same, even though I'm doing something different.
1: Sounds very exciting. So I want to know what motivated you to really be in this space and then also remain in this space? Was it more of a change over the years in technology or was it meeting people who were clueless
0: about having an online presence? A little bit of both. It's one of those things, when you find something you're good at, you just stay with it. And then when people find out you do it, you're just like, They grab you and they say, please help me. I am, it's a little bit of both. Social media, online marketing, it changes year to year, sometimes month to month. In 2020 alone, Facebook has gone through so many different changes when it comes to, to advertising. And in fact, a lot of clients in quarter four saw a lot of their ad accounts being banned for no reason, there was nothing that it it didn't violate any of the policy terms, any of their advertising terms. So everyone was freaking out. I find that a lot of solopreneurs just don't wanna keep up with that. They don't wanna know why Facebook is being crazy today. That's something that I'm interested in. So it's both a passion and it's both something that I'm just good at and it's always changing. So it keeps me challenged, it keeps me engaged And I like problem solving. That's what a strategist is. They just problem solve. And with The digital marketing space, there's always a problem. And I love that. You said two
1: words that resonated with me one was challenge, and two was engagement. And I can definitely say, as far as the areas that I work in, if I am not challenged, that I'm not motivated to move forward. You definitely have to find out what challenges you, what motivates you, how do you keep up that engagement with your clients or or within your business. But I want to move into goal setting because. When we are working as solopreneurs, sometimes it can be very difficult to achieve our goals if you don't necessarily have a a large team. So before we move into the goals for 2021, I want to revisit 2020. (laughs) And I know a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that. But thinking about this time last year, the goals that you set for 2020, do you, did you find yourself being able to achieve those goals or did you find yourself making new goals once the
0: pandemic hit? So that's a two-part question because my 2020 was actually, it seems like it was broken up into three parts. So my first quarter was already booked and planned by December, 2019. So I already knew what I was going to be booked for as far as speaking wise, workshop wise, client wise. My first quarter was booked. So when the pandemic hit that March and in Texas went in a state of uh, emergency and lockdown, I was booked solid like that whole month of March because of what I did in December and also in November, 2019. So all those speaking engagements that I had for March, they just simply went to a Zoom. They went online. And the same number of people who registered for the in-person workshop was there for the, for the virtual uh, workshop. So I would say my first quarter was very successful just because of the seeds I planted months before. Now, after the pandemic hit. People were freaking out. (laughs) So I would say quarter two is when I got just influxed with clients because people were being furloughed from their job. They were losing their job. They were panicked. But people who were on my email list for years, all of a sudden they realized that their neglect of being online or even having some sort of online presence really hurt them. And people who were networking four or five times a day instantly saw that dry up. I would say quarter two, I was immensely busy because there were so many clients. I had a waiting list at one point where I was like, okay, there's only one of me and there's a lot of you. So I was really busy quarter two, which as a result, it ended up, I ended up neglecting a lot of my own social media presence because I was just so overwhelmed with the work, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. And then quarter three is when I took a break. Cause I was like, I was tapped out creatively. I just was tapped out. I did take a little bit of a break. And then the end of the year is, I feel like I took a break from quarter three and quarter four, even though I still took on a little bit of clients in quarter four, I was really trying to think of how I wanted to enter 2021. So I know a lot of people wait until after Christmas to think about their 2021, but I'm always thinking three to six months ahead because the seeds that you plant don't happen instantly. And if you have that mindset of, okay, six months from now, where do I want to be? If you have that goal then you can backtrack and start doing the things you need to do now so that when January 2021 hits or February, whatever your goals are, whenever that month comes, those seeds have been planted and they're already starting to grow instead of doing it vice versa, if that makes sense.
1: I love that. And that's actually what my next question was going to be as far as your thought process, setting time limits, because it sounds like when you are working on your goals that you're definitely thinking months ahead of time, saying December 2019, you already had your first quarter of 2020 booked. So when you are setting these goals throughout your year, are you setting certain I'd say months or not even months, but just times of when you plan on achieving those goals or giving yourself a time limit, you you want to achieve goal A within the first two weeks or goal B within the first quarter. What's the thought process that goes along with that?
0: That's a great question. So here's the deal. I think in 2018, I came across a blog that I had read probably in 20. 20- 10 but hadn't actually gone back to that blog since and it's zen habits and one of the crazy things that happened to me in 2018 is that I achieved very little goals and I was very frustrated and one of the reasons why is because I kept giving myself a time frame I must achieve this by this date and there was so much pressure about it so when I was on zen habits one of the things that I read that Leo had written was to forget about the time frame and just get the habits down. because if you change your habit of what it is you want to achieve, you're going to eventually get there. And, and it doesn't have to be something that, "Oh, I just did this for this time frame to achieve this goal." It's a way of life. So for example, let's say it's weight loss. People always go on a diet. They lose all this weight and then they gain it back. Why? Because it wasn't a lifestyle change. And I know everybody has heard that. But the same thing applies to business. If you are just doing something to get a result by this time, then when you stop doing that, you're not going to ever get that result again. So for me, it was a whole mindset switch not necessarily thinking about the time frame I want to achieve the goals. Of course I do have a time frame and it's usually 3 years. I like to give myself a lot of room because you're going to go up and down. You don't just go straight towards your goals. There's going to be a lot of peaks and valleys. For me, what has been very transformational is just getting the habits of a CEO. Stepping into the mindset of great CEOs, great entrepreneurs, what do they do every day? And if you can just do that, then you're going to get to your goal. And for me, that's how I look at goal setting is by doing those, having those daily habits that become a part of me. So that way it's natural for me to achieve that goal.
1: I love it. I love it. And I love how you mentioned mindset because even in the things that I teach with business strategy planning and financial literacy, I always tell people it's your mindset. You have to change the way that you're thinking. And sometimes we're so like headstrong on achieving the goal that we're not taking time to sit back, self-reflect, or really think about what it takes to accomplish the goal. And what you said, actually, I was sitting over here laughing because it sounds like your whole process is more of under promising to yourself, but over delivering. And I think that's a concept that many of us use it, not only in corporate America, but in our business as well. So that we definitely have something that's continuously motivating us. So we know we can achieve this goal in uh, two weeks, but we're going to give ourselves leeway in saying, oh, two months. And when you accomplish it earlier, it it definitely feels good. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, now I'm going to move on to the next thing. But that helps you refocus your mindset because it's a a mental play per se. I want to get into some good questions about uh, what you have planned for 2021. You don't necessarily have to give us all the details, but (laughs) what is one thing that you definitely see yourself achieving this year that you'd like to share with the audience?
0: One thing I see myself achieving this year, I see myself achieving, this is a very good question. I'm actually planning on increasing my income by a certain X. (laughs) I don't know, two X, three X, we don't know. But my plan is to increase my income, of course. And one of the things that I'm really um, looking forward to doing this year is having more digital products available for solopreneurs. So digital marketing templates, as well as different courses that can help them get to their goals faster. So that's not everything, but it's a little sneak peek as to what I'm excited about for 2021, as far as my goals go. Thank you for sharing.
1: And I know we can't give everything away on the podcast. So you guys make sure that you follow Shay for all of her amazing updates she has coming up this year. So here's a question. So sometimes when we are working towards our goals or uh, we're anxious to move to the next level, sometimes we get to a point where we're up all night, we can't sleep and we're constantly working. I know a few years back, that was me where I would be up
0: all night working on something. So the question is, what keeps you up at night? Again, going back to my 2018, what was keeping me up at night then was why the hell is this not working? (laughs) So when I changed my mindset and changed my habits, sleep became a priority for me. So I make sure I get anywhere from six and a half to eight hours of sleep every single night. If that means I got to go to bed at 8.30, that means I go to bed at 8.30. So sleep is a priority for me because it helps me show up. Better. I read. I watched a uh, a video of Ariana uh, Huffington. Am I saying her name? She she talked in this YouTube video. She talked about how sleep was a priority for her and how she's turned down dinners with very famous people because she needs to have her sleep. And boom, I, I changed that. So sleeping is important. But what keeps me anxious and worried maybe about my business is what keeps me up at night is usually what I have to do. Because usually as a solopreneur, the to-do list is a million miles long. And realistically, we can only achieve 10 of the million things in a day, if that, if we're lucky. So for me, it's usually my to-do list, what is unfinished what I need to do. That's usually what would worry me. But what I've learned to do is I always make a list before I go to bed and it's called a do it later list. So if I'm anxious before bed, I won't sleep. So I'll write down, okay, what did I not accomplish today? And I actually have a calendar reminder on my phone that actually goes off at 8 PM. And it says, what did you not do today in your business? And it helps me stop and think, okay, what did I not do? Because if I don't address it and write it down on paper, I will, I, it will keep me up. I won't sleep. So I make sure that I write down what was unfinished. What did I not do? And I write it all down. And then that's not enough. Cause my brain will still be, see, you're such a failure. You didn't do all that stuff. So what I do next is, okay, all these things. What can I do later? What can I put off? What can I procrastinate on off this list for the next 30 days or next week? And I'll put an arrow on those things. And you'll be surprised that a lot of things that we think are urgent are not urgent, but our brain thinks they're urgent. So you do have to address it. So what I'll do is just put a do it later. And that calms my brain down because number one, it was heard. Number two, it tells my brain, okay, that is important. Yes, but we're going to do it later. And that's okay because that's not what I call a money-making activity right now. And I, to answer your question, what keeps me up at night is I address those every day <laughs> so that I'm not up at night. I really like
1: the tip on adding the the... Alert on your phone as far as saying what did you not accomplish in your business i 'm going to have to borrow that from you yes. because for me it 's I have things that are set in my calendar to do, and if i haven 't achieved it by that particular date, I move it to the next day and i 'm sure you can relate as well as far as keep moving this item and keep pushing something out and um, I talked about this in an earlier episode of my podcast, even with my goal of starting a podcast i I purchased the podcast mic in January of 2019. <laughs> and I did not record my first episode until March of this year. I kept saying, okay, I'm going to do it on this day. I'm going to do it on this day. And, and I, I feel as though sometimes when we're doing that, we're cheating ourselves on accomplishing our goals. I'm going to take your approach and, and try to apply to some of the things that I have on my list for this year.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It's definitely life-changing because it keeps you focused. And it's and it sometimes I can't ignore it, but I try to make it to where when I see that pop up and it pops up on all my devices. So if I'm watching my tablet, it'll pop up. <laughs> what did you not accomplish in your business today? Ah, I don't know. It keeps you focused on your goal, really. So it's a great tip.
1: It's almost like setting your reminders up as your automated business coach. So someone who's constantly on your butt. <laughs>
0: Yes, it really is. And every 30th or 30, the last day of every month, I do a month-end review. So because I have all this, what did you not, I have all these lists of what did you not do to move your business forward? What are you putting off to later? I have all this data that when I do my month-end review, I can say, okay, so I didn't do this. Let's say I didn't do a meetup group this week or this month. So- priority for this month, we're going to do a meetup or whatever the case may be. So it gives me data. I'm in the digital marketing space. Analytics matter. We have to have the data to know what to do next. So for your business, it's the same thing. If you don't have data of what you're not doing, if you don't keep track of you, it's hard for you to move forward. Definitely
1: agree. So I want to move into another question that's somewhat Related to the previous, but I want to know what keeps you alive? What keeps you going? For some people, when I ask this question, they tend to say it's their children that motivate them or that keep them going. And I know for us, we, we don't have children. And I know what it is for me, but I want to know what it is for you that actually keeps you going on a daily basis. So not only what motivates you, but maybe you have something like in your head that's kicking your butt every day
0: that's saying, I have to do this because. It's a soul calling. It's it's an unexplainable thing. I think Bethany Frankel said it best because she had several businesses before she did Skinny Girl. And she said, most women, they want to get married. They want to have a kid. And she goes, for me, it was, I have to have this business. It's hard to explain, but it's like this soul calling. It's It's like your purpose was to be here to create something that would help people. So it's soul pool that keeps me going. Do I have goals that keeps me going? Of course, yes, I want to leave something for uh, my younger my nieces and my nephews. I want them to have to step into a place of wealth or knowledge. I want them to be a- I want to be able to leave a legacy behind. But more than that, it is just a soul calling. Les Brown says the graveyard is probably the richest place on earth because there's so many untapped dreams that are there. And he says, you can either live your dreams or you can live your fears. And for me, I don't, what pulls me is knowing that I haven't lived full out just yet. I haven't really stepped into my greatness just yet. And like I said, it's like a soul tug. It's you still haven't done it yet. You need to get out there and do it. So it's a, an invisible drive. And it's something that I can't really explain that motivates me to get up at 5 a.m. even on a Saturday <laughs> to help me get up at, you know, 4 a.m. when I don't have to. It's a pull. It's a soul pool. And it's something that is inexplainable, honestly.
1: So I was having a conversation yesterday on Clubhouse. We did a new year, new you live conversation. And one of the things that came out of that conversation when we were discussing goal setting was more of learning to live on purpose. And sometimes people are just living or they're going to work and paying bills and it's a repetitive cycle and you never really live for you or live for what your true purpose is. So that's what I felt through your explanation is uh, people have to learn how to live on purpose and what is going to serve you at the end of the day. With that being said, I want to move into this next question of what does success look like? and feel like for you. For some people, it's monetary. For some people, they say, no, success is not monetary. So what's your take on that? And how do you overcome someone who really criticizes something that you're doing and says, that's not my definition
0: of success? First off, if anybody fixes their mouth, to say something to me about what my goals are and say oh that's not enough okay that's for you my for me of course there's always monetary goals but for me it's a feeling of ah, i can breathe it's waiting to exhale it's it is like a breath success is feeling like when i see something that i created or built and just being like yep Did that. Yes, girl, you did that. It's just this, it's this feeling of accomplishment. Is it also monetary? Absolutely. There's definitely, I have money milestones that um, I want to hit as well, but the money doesn't replace, the the money is just really a, it's a guidepost. It's not everything because at the end of the day, money is just a pile of paper, but it's the feeling of I did something big. That's what success is like for me. I love it.
1: And I, I fixed that question because I know your personality and I'm like, let me see how she responds. We're almost to uh, the end of, 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 the podcast. And before we move into my final three questions and, and transitioning us out, I want to ask this question is, what do
0: you consider your superpower? Ooh, I, man, even at a young age, I remember my mom (laughs) saying this to me, I am a problem solver. That's like basically the very politically correct way. My mom didn't say it that way, (laughs) but I just know how to figure it out. I know how to unravel any problem. It may be unconventional. It may be Crazy to some people, but I just always figure out a way to solve a problem. And it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter what the problem is, but I am a problem solver. So that is my superpower.
1: And I have three questions I like to ask August at the end of the show. As it relates to the title, uh, Milestones, Money, and Motivation, we'll tackle each each word from a different standpoint. I'm going to start out, of course, with milestones. And I heard you mention that a few times throughout the podcast interview. What has been one of the biggest milestones that you have achieved in your life?
0: Ooh, one of the biggest milestones. Oh, that is a huge question. Or it can even it doesn't even necessarily
1: have to be the biggest. It can be the one that you were most proud of.
0: I think the one I'm most proud of there there are a few, but I think milestones for me are when I'm presented with the path and there's path A that everybody goes and then there's path B, the one that's less traveled. And in my life, I have definitely taken the less traveled road more times than not. And I've always felt, I've always felt fulfilled because I've done it that way. No matter what the monetary result of it was, that experience, money can't buy. One of those things, of course, would be when I left college, And I had a choice of just going and getting a normal journalism job or getting a public relations job. But I was like, what? I don't want to just do that. I want to go to an office. I want to see the world. And I set off to try to see the world. And I tried to join the Peace Corps. And the other option I ended up doing was teaching overseas. And that helped that experience that experience while i didn't make a ton of money that experience imprinted on me what was possible i'm a little i'm a girl from a town of 1200 people so that is the road less traveled of seeing the world so that milestone that decision i had it's it's probably one of my most courageous because i had never been on a plane before but it was my most courageous but it actually helped me as an adult when I'm presented with those options go with the path that most people take or take the one least traveled. So that's a milestone that I'm most proud of. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the next question is related to money and I'm a money person. So here's the question. What do you consider? Actually, let me start over. What is one of the moments in your life where um, you started to really resonate with money? So it can be achieving a savings goal or maybe something you've experienced in corporate America. What was that realization where you're saying, well, money is definitely important, but not necessarily, some people don't necessarily place that number one on their hierarchy of things that are important in their life, but where
0: you felt like you connected in that particular way, monetarily? I think when I was a teacher, I remember looking at my salary and I looked at someone who had a master's degree and this person said to me, I can't believe you don't have a master's degree. They were just looking down on me and just going back and forth. And I started to feel bad. Oh my gosh, I don't have a master's degree. Then I happened to see this person's salary and realized that they were making maybe just $1,500 more than I was. (laughs) And I was like, huh, (laughs) so maybe I don't need a master's degree. So for me, money is funny to me because, oh, I'm gonna have to pause girl because I don't want to say this person's name. Money is funny to me because I realized that it's just what all the great teachers say. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. It's what you do with it. It's knowing the games of money that keep you financially okay so i think that is what my money mindset is it's just it's not about what you make it's about it do you know the rules of money it's not about oh i have so much in the bank but it's i I can't even explain what i want to say it's money is something that you can make easily that even makes sense, but it's something you can make easily. And you can also lose it easily. I don't know. We might have to circle back to that question. So I, 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 like,
1: I like you can make money easily, but you can also lose it easily. And I always tell people count your blessings because what you have today, you may not have tomorrow. And I think so many people um, actually found this lesson out over the last 10 months in this pandemic, especially those who have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And during... The 08 09 era recession. I remember being laid off and not necessarily understanding the importance of money, like per se, and planning. And and sometimes I I would say the last ten months, a lot of people probably have developed the money mindset where they're having this connection with money in a different aspect of other than living day to day and paying bills. But but definitely can be earned easily, can be lost easily. So the last question. We've already touched base on it. The question is, what motivates you? So I'm not going to ask the question again. So I will rephrase it and ask
0: you, what do you do to motivate others? Ooh, as a strategist, which is my coach as well with my clients, I feel like sometimes they come to me like I'm a guru. You have all the answers. Tell me what to do. And really the question, the answer to your questions usually lie deep within you, right? You just need somebody that can help get those out. How do I motivate other people is I ask them questions that are uncomfortable. I make them answer uncomfortable questions that make them get clear on what they're doing, Um, make them get clear on why they even have a a freaking business. Some people Or just having a business because they don't want to have an affair on their husband. Just real talk. I ask hard questions to my clients, which aren't always easy to answer. And sometimes it takes a couple of days for them to get clear. So I shake them to the core. And then once they have that answer, then they're motivated to take a particular action. I love it.
1: And all right. So for people who are listening, who've been tuned in this entire time, you've given your background and what you do and how it led you there and discussed a lot of the strategies that you have in place for goals. Where can people find you online if they'd like to connect with you? You
0: can go to shaybanks.com. That's S-H-A-Y-B-A-N-K-S.com. And I have a free social media toolkit there where you can sign up to get it. Once you sign up, you'll be put on the email list. I send out an email every single week and you do not want to miss it because I put information in that email that I don't put on any of my social media platforms. Another place that you can connect with me, of course, is LinkedIn. You can just go to the search bar and put Shay Banks and you will see you will see me <laughs> trust me you'll see me you'll know who I am Shay Banks LinkedIn I would love to connect with you there I'm on Instagram it's at SB Digit oh, I'm sorry SBD Marketing and on Facebook my business page on Facebook is SBANks Tech
1: T-E-C-H and closing out here What last advice would you give to those who are in this first week of 2021 working to
0: set their goals? I think it's important when you're setting goals is to understand yourself. That is one thing that's always missing from goal setting. People find a plan that other people used and then they try to apply it to their life. And then they get frustrated when the results don't come the way they think it should be. You got to know yourself what you are willing to do, what is going to work with your personality, what's going to work with your lifestyle. And then you goal set around that. That's how you make it a daily habit. So that way, when you arrive at your goal, it's easier than trying to, than trying to follow a plan that's not designed for you. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed the conversation and enjoyed having
1: you on the show today. I'd love to have you back to discuss a a different topic. And if you've been listening this whole time, remember to rate the podcast, leave a review, get in touch with Shay, follow her on social media.
0: Thanks for listening. Stay week. connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss R M B A. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.